Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wilson Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. Welcome back. This time, as we often do, we are going to be talking about another race of this 2021 season. This time, as everyone knows, is the Austin Grand Prix in the circuit of the Americas. First time we see this Grand Prix returning for the first time since 2019 and honestly, what a return. It is first of all it is great to see to see it back it is great to see a grand prix in the usa back uh the environment is usually great and there were a lot of people in fact a total of uh, in the in the weekend a total of 400 and 400 people so it was truly amazing as always here the environment now the race i have to admit it was very intensive from the beginning to the end uh in those first positions but not also in the in the first positions that we always know who are involved in those but also it was very intense in the in the midfield of the race many many overtakes many attempts of overtakes uh, even many positions in both the drivers and constructors championship that were on the line some of them clearly were more important than others clear uh, that's that's for sure but still everything I feel like most of the things were very interesting even some battles that were outside the top 10 outside the points now I feel that the best way to start this summary, as we often do, is to talk about the leading positions. And they are always, and this is the case as well, uh, between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. They are clearly the true highlights of this championship. This is probably the closest rivalry that we have seen, not only in the last few years, but probably in this decade, in, in the past decade, uh, and even in the history of Formula One. Now, this race, what was interesting is that well, yes, we saw that Max Verstappen was starting in pole position, Lewis Hamilton in second place, a, a history that has been repeated for uh, for quite a few times, quite a few races this season. And the truth is that Max Verstappen didn't have the best start ever, and Lewis Hamilton had the advantage that even though he was second, he had the inside line, so he got the lead. Uh, but then I feel like the strategy provided by Red Bull in the first pit stop was better. Why was it better? Because he, uh, because they made Max Verstappen make that pit stop like around four laps earlier than Lewis Hamilton, and thanks to that he was like one second faster every single uh, one second faster or so every single lap. And we know that in the circuit of the Americas, doing fast laps is with fresher tires is very important because the laps are very long. They are like one minute over one minute and thirty seconds. Probably one of the longest tracks in terms of. Um, the amount of time you spend per lap. So again, having fresh tires is very important and you should, and you should usually this kind of track, you cannot waste time at all. And I feel that Red Bull, in, they, they, did, they did amazing in the first stint. And those four laps were, were the clue for Verstappen, not only to overtake, to do an overtake to, to Lewis Hamilton and to manage to get a better strategy than Mercedes, uh, but also, when Hamilton ended his pit stop, he was around five seconds or even more ahead of, uh, sorry, behind of uh, the Red Bull driver. And again, I feel that was extremely interesting to watch. Now, if we talk about the second stint, again, something similar happened. Max Verstappen uh, tried to make a pit stop earlier. He did it like around eight laps earlier. And for a moment, I thought 
that wasn't going to work at all because there were like 15 laps left Lewis Hamilton was ha was having much fresher tires his performance was amazing he was being like one second faster or so for like 10 laps and yes he was initially after the pit stop he was like 10 seconds behind but still i thought like yeah there's going to be absolutely no problem for lewis hamilton over to overtake max first step and to win the and to win the race but really it surprised me that it that didn't happen it surprised me a lot and and my reaction for example was that yes uh, i thought that um Lewis Hamilton was going, again, what I said, Lewis Hamilton was going to overtake Max Verstappen without any problem at all. And, and in the end, and again, considering that there were, were like 15 laps left, but in the end, when there were, when the, when the distance, yes, it was re getting reduced, but then there were like two, three seconds left with three laps left, four laps. And I thought like, well, Max Verstappen really has a huge chance right now. Uh, he could have really hopes and he and if he can be able to uh, stay focused and deal with the pressure which is something he does perfectly and we have seen that so far then he can definitely win this race and to, the distance is definitely going to be reduced but still he can definitely win the race and that is exactly what he did exactly what he did which is amazing the last two or three laps there were there was like a second of difference, which which was more than enough for Max Verstappen to don't let Lewis Hamilton get uh, DRS, which which was the most important thing. Uh, and again, I, I felt like that Verstappen did uh, the job amazing. He was able to um, to deal with the pressure. Uh, he just did it perfectly. And the strategy by Red Bull, I have to admit, was more efficient. At the beginning, again, I thought that maybe that wasn't the case, but it, but yes, in in the end. The, the strategy was better both pit stops by Red Bull were just more just more efficient I guess and it seemed that in a track like this one uh, I, which doesn't mean that is the case in every single track or the case in every single race here but at least in, in this one in particular the hard tires worked pretty well and at the same time the it is clear that the strategy uh, of pitting a few laps earlier in order to get fresher tires was clearly the best and then it was hard maybe not hard to reduce the lap but yes hard to overtake to get into that point where you can overtake and again that's what Max Verstappen did and now he's 13 points ahead in the drivers championship which is amazing but let's not also let's also remember that Sergio Perez even though he finished 40 seconds behind the two leaders um, in, behind the top two which is a shame really because it shows how much of a difference there is between the number one drivers in the top two teams and the and the number two drivers. And I'm also including Battery Bottas in this. But in the end, we have to admit that Sergio Perez did an amazing job. Once again, third position, another podium for the second race in a row. And I really think that was a very important result, considering that Bottas got a, a five-place grid penalty for changing the engine again. And thanks to that penalty, Bottas finished sixth, and there was a big difference of points. And still, yes, um, Mercedes is first in the in the constructors' championship with just five races left. But the difference now is much less, much less. Uh, in fact, now there is only a difference of 23 points, which is going to be very interesting. Uh, and now, if we if if Sergio Perez can really be at the level of 
of his teammates and he can at least be fighting for a for third position in every single race from time to time try to fight for a second or first position then red bull has definitely big chances i'm not saying they are going to win it that way but they definitely have big chances it all depends on them actually uh but uh, as i said with the drivers championship that was one of the best battles that i saw over the decade well i have to say exactly the same for the constructors championship one of the best battles over one of the best and closest battles over a decade and especially more with the Constructors' Championship because up to last year, up to this year actually, we, we knew that we had our hopes. Everyone had like our, their hopes of, well, maybe someone could challenge Lewis Hamilton for the Drivers' Championship or at least get closer. But in the Constructors' Championship, we knew from the very beginning that wasn't going to be, that wasn't going to be the case. And again, up to this year, that was exactly what happened. Even before half of the of the season, and we and we knew that Mercedes were already winning that championship. But this time, it is completely different, and it is so difficult to predict who's going to be the winner for both championships. But it's finally great to see Red Bull being able to to get the chance to win the championships again for the first time since 2013. They are improving a lot, and yes, if you compare them. Uh, the last few years and now they have been improving more and more and also apart from talking from the top two teams let's also talk about another two teams that are in a really important position they are fighting for the third place of the constructors championship which is mercedes uh, sorry mclaren and ferrari uh in this case i know i know of course it is clearly not as important as Red Bull and Mercedes and their battle but still I feel like it is very interesting because fighting for that third position especially knowing how historical both teams are uh, definitely in terms of results the two most successful teams in the history of Formula One and this time they are very close McLaren is just leading for four points that constructors championship uh, in this race, for example, I feel like that Ferrari did an amazing job. On the one, on the one hand, Charles Leclerc, who was extremely consistent, qualifying fourth, finishing fourth, he didn't have any chance to go ahead into the getting to the podiums. Yes, that's true. But still, the the fact that that he was able to to finish in that fourth position uh, with a very consistent drive, I think it is it is very positive for him, for his confidence, and for the team in general. Uh, in the case of Carlos Sainz, it could have been better because in the last few laps he was overtaken by Valtteri Bottas for that sixth place. So that means that he finished uh, behind in seventh position and he lost quite a few points. So I guess, and, and I guess that's really the reason why Ferrari is not third in the championship right now. But still, they have big chances. I know they have. In the case of McLaren, I feel it wasn't their best weekend. It is true that Danny Ricciardo had a, a pretty consistent weekend as well, finishing in fifth position uh, after qualifying in sixth. It was good. But for example, Lando Norris, that we are always talking about brilliant things about him, especially in this season. This time, he finished eighth and he was far away from the rest, really. Uh, no, no one didn't talk about him at all. Uh, I feel like he could have definitely done better. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, of course, we understand that from time to time, these things can definitely happen. Uh, no one is a robot, especially him. He is just, as I mentioned many times before, he's it's just his third season in Formula One. Um, he's also just 21 years old, one of the youngest in the grid. Uh, and he's definitely going to improve even more and more. And this season has been a huge improvement compared to the last one. And even more if we compare to his rookie season in 2019. But it's true that in these kind of races, he may need to uh, 
to be in the top of his level in order to, uh, on the one hand, help McLaren get, get once again that third position of the, in the Constructors' Championship back, but also so that he can fight for the third position of the, of the Drivers' Championship. He's currently five, fifth, much better than last year, with way more points, and, and if he finishes in that position, it still would be an amazing accomplishment, but he can do better. I know he can do better, and, and, the, and maybe this time didn't happen, but in the last, but in these five races that are left, I feel like uh, that he can definitely do very interesting things. And also, let's talk about why not about the Aston Martin driver, four times world champion, Sebastian Vettel. It is true that nobody really talked about him because he finished in, in 10th place. Really, it's not a, a position where, where we are used to see him. He can be, uh, definitely, we, we saw that many times, that he can be much better than that. And he wasn't really fighting for important positions and he's not fighting for anything important, really, in this championship. And we knew that, and we know that from the beginning, simply because Aston Martin is not as competitive as it, as it used to be last year with Racing Point, where they were actually fighting up to the last race for the third position. Now, the truth is, he started last due to a penalty and he finished 10th. He overtook many drivers, he had a great start, uh, very consistent driving, he didn't have, he barely had any, any mistakes at all. And again, he did great. I feel like he was very consistent. It would be very, also very interesting to see what he can do in, the, in these last five races. Uh, definitely, he, he can keep improving. And, and one driver who had a similar situation here in this race was Yuki Tsunoda. Uh, even though he had, a, he had a pretty good qualifying session, getting into Q3 once again for the second race in a row. And, and what I really liked about, about Yuki Tsunoda, apart from finishing in ninth position, getting two important points, uh, saving the team considering that Pierre Gasly had to retire from the race uh, due to an engine problem. But apart from that, I feel like he was also very consistent. He was able to keep... Uh, he, he was able to deal with the pressure as well, something that, that has been very hard for him during, throughout this rookie season. And, and I understand it's pretty hard. Also, he's the youngest driver on the grid with just 20 years old. Uh, but he's showing a lot of improvement. I feel like he's showing uh, really a lot. And it would be very interesting to see, on the one hand, again, what he can do in these last five races that are left. But also, it would be very interesting what he can do next year that he's been that he's staying with Alpha Tauri and with Pierre Gasly. He has a great relationship with his teammates. Uh, there can be a huge improvement. For many, I understand that um, that it wasn't the rookie season that people were expecting from Yuki Tsunoda, uh, especially from what we saw in the first race where, where he finished in ninth position. But still, I, I feel like he has been improving more and more, uh, especially his, his mindset. We know Yuki Zenoda as someone who gets angry pretty easily, as someone who has a hard time dealing with the pressure, and it's a completely understandable, completely understandable, even though he has to improve that. Now, uh, the, thing is that he, the, the thing is that he has really been improving that, and I feel that is what's truly special about the Japanese driver and if he continues like this again he can do a really really good job uh, and what will be interesting to see from him is how close can he get from his teammate Pierre Gasly I think that is the I think that should be his objective uh, his objective of getting as close as possible and even if, if he can be able to 
be actually better and get better results compared to his teammate Pierre Gasly, who is currently the star in AlphaTauri, who is having an amazing season. He has been growing a lot as a driver over the past few seasons, but especially this one, he has been delivering a great performance from time to time. Well, apart from achieving a podium, uh, being in the constantly in the level of mm, the Ferrari drivers, the McLaren drivers, which is again very interesting. He didn't disappoint at all. He keeps surprising us and he keeps becoming more and more mature. Now, I feel like this is exactly what we could see from Yuki Tsunoda. And again, if we can actually see that, it will be very, very interesting. But he can definitely learn from the best. So to make a conclusion of this uh, Austin Grand Prix in the circuit of the Americas, again, as I said, similar to what I said before, I feel like the race was pretty, pretty interesting. The environment in general was also exciting as well. And considering how much there was on the line uh, between for in both the drivers and constructors championship between especially between Hamilton and Verstappen, Mercedes and Red Bull. Again, that is that is something that made that made it even more exciting to watch. And now that there are only five races left, as I said many times during this podcast, I feel like it could definitely be uh, it could definitely get even more exciting. And let's see what they can do. Let's see what everyone can do. Really, I I feel like we'll, we'll have a very a very beautiful time actually witnessing that and it will be a very a, a very one of the I, I feel like it, it can be one of the best endings to the season to to actually one of the best seasons ever that will be remembered for a very long time but for now it is true that the the race was pretty good and it is amazing honestly amazing to have the um the austin grand prix back for the first time since 2019 and hopefully next year as it is planned we can also have this Grand Prix back by, by this time of the year. So, well, this was the end of the podcast. This was the summary of the Austin Grand Prix in the circuit of the Americas. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember that, well, to follow all my Instagram account, that you can see all the posts that I made, that I'm, that I'm going to make throughout the week and that I also made about this race and about other important news. Uh, especially in these important moments of the of the year and of the season, uh, many many different things. Probably during this this week or so, I'm going to upload other podcasts, something similar, but very very interesting as well. And as I always say, thank you very much, and see you in the next podcast. Yeah.